go. Here we go, George. All right. Be careful what you cast for. Yes, episode, sir. which number are we on, Justin? <laughs> this is the 11th book, 12th episode. 12th episode. We threw off our numbering by putting a Fear Street book in there. It got yes. all messed up. Yes. This is the 11th Goosebumps book, 12th episode overall. 12th episode. The Fear Street was a very special edition. It was. Um, you know, de- definitely check that one out. Um, mm-hmm. Be careful what you cast for. Mm-hmm. Uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all the different podcast places. Everywhere. And... Thanks to Mr. Justin starting to show up on YouTube. A yeah, there's a couple bit. Of, on YouTube as well. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure Justin's going to make those nice and great. Nice so. and great. <laughs> nice and great indeed. Yep. So welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time listening, this is the uh, George and Justin Goosebumps podcast. Be careful what you cast for. Um, where we two grown adults. That's right. With PhDs in biomedical engineering. Correct. Go on. Go through and read Arl Stein's children's books, Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. From the early to late nineties, we have a good time. We have a fantastic. We time. enjoy it. Yeah, yes. George. This so we're like almost halfway through the year right now. Yes, and I've read like fifteen books this year. <laughs> Just more <laughs> books that I've ever read in half a year in my entire life. Probably. Really? Probably. Even when they were giving you pizzas for books? Probably. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing like a book a week, so we've been reading yeah. a book every week. It's been a long time since I read a book a week. That is true. Yeah. That is true. I've, I'm not sure been... if I ever have read. Books that often, but I think when it was when we were getting free pizzas for books, yeah. I think I was knocking them back, and that's why I was drink, eating the. Uh, that's fair. Reading the goosebumps. Yep. Exactly. So, um, yeah. How many? Do you remember how many books you had to read to get pizza in that? Um, what was it called again? Book it. Book it. Yes. Yeah, there were you had to get like star stickers for your button. Yeah. And I I don't remember it being that many. Maybe five. Uh, I thought it was like at least five, or maybe you got double stickers. Yeah. So book it. Pizza Hut Book It still exists. There's still like a partnership with Pizza Hut. Book hmm. It's still rolling, but I don't see any specific details about how you get your pizza. I, I don't remember it being like unlimited. In your mind, the way you remember it, was it like unlimited pizzas for yeah. every four books? You just get a pizza and keep it rolling? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember it being unlimited like that. Definitely. They just would put the stickers on and then I think take them off or put, or every time you read a certain amount of, um, about mound of books you get a sticker that you would be able to go and get the um pizza with okay and i definitely have gotten like more than five pizzas wow. all right i don't know if maybe your school was more health conscious i guess Perhaps. yeah i don't know you know so but, um yeah i definitely participated in the program had a good time but i don't remember unlimited pizza but that's a pretty sweet deal yeah so let's see around book it we would be in what uh fourth fifth grade i think so so it looks like they it, they offer it from like kindergarten through sixth grade Okay, so it's oh oh maybe per month pizza per month per month I think yeah mm, that makes and sense. and I think it's minute reading because I think they caught on to the fact that some kids were just burning through these books now. yeah so yeah if you go to the book it website you can see like uh, some flyers you can print out to track your reading time mm-hmm. and they do it I guess the target is three hundred minutes of reading per month yeah yeah and then you can score a pizza yeah so I think um, it might have changed I thought it was full books. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, but anyway. Anyways, this podcast has brought a lot of reading back into my life, even yeah. in the absence of pizza. Exactly. So. Well, we had some pizza the first few times. That's true. But <laughs> we've, we've moved on to yeah. more um, advanced foods. Yeah. But you came here not first to talk about food, right? I came here for multiple reasons, a variety of reasons. That's one of them. Well, but, not uh, you, Justin. We can, we can talk but about But the listener. Oh, the I'm, listener's here for something else. They probably want something else. Yeah, what, what, what is it that they want? Uh, thrills and chills. Thrills and chills. Yeah. From hearing us talk about their favorite Goosebumps books. That's right. Back in the day. Yeah. So, so this book, book eleven, right? Yes. Is uh, the haunted mask? 
The Haunted Mask. Hot yes, takes, sir. George? High-level thoughts? High-level thoughts and hot takes. I think I'm popping a little bit. But um, high-level thoughts and hot takes, I very You're much remember popping, the story. George, the <laughs> 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 I just had it. I, I went back. I checked the monitors. There's no clipping, but you're always popping. That's, ah, that's thank you, honest. sir. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Try to stay nice and fresh. All right. So um, I remember this story. I also remember the Goosebumps show. Like okay. very much yep. reading this book. Um, I even had like the last scene of the Goosebumps show playing in my head throughout the entire time I was reading this book. Right. Yep. Um, this might have been the first book, Goosebumps book that I read, or the first Goosebumps book that I might have read might have been the sequel to this book, okay. Haunted Mask 2. Yep. I remember I read it at my cousin's house um, in Teaneck, New Jersey. Nice. So, I know this one, The Haunted Mask, is definitely a fan favorite. A lot of mm-hmm. people really like this book. Mm-hmm. I hadn't read it, and I hadn't seen the Goosebumps episode, mm-hmm. but good book. Pretty yeah. fun read. It's a, it's a decent read. I mean, it's... um. There are uh, references to some other things, like there is always. R.L. Stein is definitely uh, taking cues from older horror things, so okay. we'll talk about that a little bit more. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's an enjoyable. Um, you guys should definitely take some time to uh, go to your local library or um, online Google Books dispensary yeah. and um, find yourself this book, R.L. Stein's Haunted Mask. Yeah. Um, Let's see, do we talk about the covers before or we can after have, the We break? can have him read it first. All right. Let's have him read it real quick. So why don't you guys um, read that book? Just take a few minutes to go read go it. On. It shouldn't take you that long. Do it. Pause your podcast. Go read the book. Do Pause it. Podcast. Now. And we're back. And we're back. Wasn't that good? I read? enjoyed it. It wasn't. It's the books. Uh, if you look at page counts, mm-hmm. like they've gotten a little bit shorter than the first few books of the series. Yes. So it's a pretty quick read. It moves yeah. fast. There's action pretty much throughout the whole story. Yes. So that's enjoyable. It's a good read. Fast read. Yes. Yeah, a fast read. I mean, it's went down from i think as max who was at 80 something now is at 74 pages is that right okay yeah so it's it's not that many less pages but it's less page of oh you know me and my brother pushed each other and then yeah duh, 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 yeah you know so yep yeah there is a sibling in this book but he plays like a smaller role so yeah he's just there but let's yeah. talk about the covers george all right original uh, 1993 cover the haunted mask the haunted mask first released in 1993 Looks like one of the Alston twins got them their hands on um, a green mask. A green goblin mask? Yeah, with some like orangey eyes, mouth with some drool coming off it. Fangs. Yeah. Green skin. Yeah. yeah. This, uh, the, the illustration on the cover of the original Goosebumps book pretty closely matches the description of the mask in the story. Yeah. So this is basically the mask. It's basically our protagonist, Carly Beth, whatever, who we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. her holding up the mask over her face. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, kind of dressed like a 90s kid, but um, mm-hmm. pretty simple cover. Simple, Not a lot to it. The little uh, tagline, it says, if looks could kill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's see the next version, 1995. The 1995 release. Uh, exactly the same. Uh, well, it, they looked like they put on a bad photocopier and like made the title bigger, mm-hmm. moved from the bottom, made the title bigger. And popped up some stuff about uh, goosebumps on Fox Kids. Yeah, they put a little blurb about so, the TV show on there. But otherwise, it's exactly the same illustration. Yeah. Let's go yeah. to the third version, 2003. 2003. Uh, once again, it's basically exactly the same. So it's framed a little differently. Yes. Different color scheme. Yes. Maybe zoomed in slightly. Yes. But it's the same illustration. I think the Haunted Mask must have been one of the first ones on um, on the Goosebumps show for them to push it that hard. Yeah. You know? It seems like and I haven't seen the episode, so hopefully we'll talk about that at the end. But it seems like one that could be pretty well adapted to TV. Like a good book, well adapted to TV. It, it so, was season one, yeah. episode one. Oh, there you go. So that's why they had that extra push. Yeah. So 
Nice. So yeah, we'll probably watch it afterwards. Yep. Let's check out that final cover, the 2008 right. version. 2008. Okay. Wow. Very different. Wow. What is going on here, George? Um, it looks like it was. Um, remember that um book author Lemmy Snicket and um, a series of unfortunate events. I do. It looks like something done by him and stuff like that. Wow. Okay. So what we've got here, we've got three kids mm-hmm. or three people. Mm-hmm. All in costume. We got mm-hmm. two people in the front. One's dressed as like Zorro and one is like a clown. One's like a racist clown. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like he's wearing <laughs> blackface. And then we've got a third kid standing behind with a mask. The mask has pointy ears, bright yellow eyes, big mm-hmm. fangs, different kind of mask. It doesn't really look like the original cover mask. Mm-hmm. still kind of fits the description from the story a little bit. I mean, it looks like Shel Silverstein... Yeah. Took a crack at this yeah, in terms does, of yeah. the um, uh, drawing style. But stylistically, it's very different. I would I would 100%. guess it's like Halloween night. The kids are trick-or-treating. Yeah. It's like at sunset. There's a yeah. lot of shadows. Yep, yep. Um, it's not a terrible cover, but it's just so jarringly different from the original that it just doesn't sit well with me. I don't know. It, it doesn't hold the same allure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's another situation where they're trying to say, oh, hey, kids, look at what's brand new here. You know, they're taking something that, you know, had been pretty solid throughout let's see for what's that 10 years you know they had a solid cover um, yeah and, and to be honest the original cover doesn't do a lot for me it's not great it's mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. it's not super interesting the mask is kind of scary but it's not mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. the best uh but in spite of that the redesign cover for 2008 still worse yeah i mean like i am a big fan of um having your original work you yeah. know um, your work can change, but still have your original. Uh, if you're going to be republishing the book, if you want to yeah. have like um, sort of fan takes, put that on the inside cover. Put that in the back, yeah. so you know, you know, fan renditions of the haunted mask cover. You know, but not a fan, not a fan of the uh, switch. You know, but it does look more modern. Like the old version, the original version, it does look kind of dated. Which yes. you know, I don't mind, and I yeah. know you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if kids. You know, now we'll look at it and be like, it looks like an old book. It looks boring, like a boring old book or something. She's wearing overalls. What yeah. are those? Is she a farmer, Daddy? Yeah. I think she's a farmer. So they updated to a more modern art style, and maybe that works well for them. But speaking for myself, I prefer mm-hmm. the originals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. George, are we ready to jump in? I think Our we're ready to jump in. listeners have already read the book. You're ready to jump, read the book. We've talked about the covers. The art by Tim Jacobs on the first yep. ones, you know. Tim Jacobus. This was released in September 1993. Yep. Important note, yes. Yes, so. Yep. Again, Scholastic. Sure. You know. Yeah. So They do good work. They 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 uh they do work. They do. And basically, they're the only uh, books that you're sort of pushed by the school system. That's you know? true, yeah. So. But yeah, but let's get into it, Justin. Are so what ready? are we talking about here? The Haunted Mask by R.L. Stein. Haunted so, Mask by R.L. Stein, So the yes. story starts with a couple of girls in the school lunchroom talking about Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm, Halloween's mm-hmm. coming up soon, mm-hmm. and they're getting excited about it, talking about what they're going to dress up as. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, a couple of girls, Sabrina Mason and Carly Beth Caldwell. Mm-hmm. They're asking each other if they know what they're going to be for Halloween, and it seems like Carly Beth doesn't really have any great ideas. Yeah. She kind of sighs and says, a witch, maybe? Yeah. Um, and Sabrina thinks it's kind of an odd choice because she says Carly Beth is afraid of witches. Mm-hmm. Sabrina thinks that Carly Beth is afraid of everything, including ghosts, snakes, bugs, loud noises, and dark rooms. Yeah, well. So Carly Beth has a little bit of a reputation for being afraid of things, and mm-hmm. Sabrina's kind of given her a little bit of a hard time about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, one thing also I wanted to point out is that many times 
the witch Halloween costume is the lazy girl's um, way to uh, have a costume. Just put on a pointy hat and yeah, um, pointy hat. Maybe carry a broomstick. But a broomstick, absolutely. Um, preferably like some dark clothing, something kind of like a cape. Yeah, ideally, it seems like a lazy costume. Lazy costume. It's not uh, the highest level of effort. No, no, it's 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 a D grade at best. You can definitely bring it up a notch with some face paint, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. some perhaps facial accessories. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, yeah, if you if you got a broom and you got a pointy hat, uh, you're you're halfway there. That's your bare bones witch costume. But um. One thing I also wanted to point out is that during this time, they're at the lunchroom, and um, Carly Beth, like, they have the, you know, macaroni and cheese from the lunchroom. Do you remember uh, that macaroni and cheese type of thing? Uh, not specifically, no. Like, mass-produced in that bright yellow well, sure. sauce. Um, and um, Sabrina's telling Carly Beth not to eat the food. That's right. And, again, this, this, this angered me so, because yeah. this is the food that she purchased with her mother's money or uh, father's money or whoever's money. Yeah. And now you're telling her not to eat her lunch? Just because well, you don't like it? That's... Well, yeah. Sabrina's like, don't do that to yourself. It's terrible. Mm-hmm, I don't know mm-hmm. if Carly Beth's even tried it yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, maybe it's really bad. I don't know. I don't know. In spite of that, George, you'd go for it? I mean, I put a note here that says, uh, you can't stop me right. if I'm going to eat my food. Right. So. Yeah. But yes. Um, but yeah, Sabrina's saying the food's terrible, tells Carly Beth uh, not to eat it. Mm-hmm, but she's mm-hmm. also still giving her a hard time about being afraid of everything. Yeah. Uh, including ghost snakes, bugs, loud noises, dark rooms, etc. Mm-hmm. Carly Beth tries to defend herself a little bit, saying that she's not afraid of everything. And then mm-hmm. it's mean that people make fun of her so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it seems that Carly Beth feels that she doesn't get the respect that she deserves. It seems like maybe she's going to make a move at some point to try to show Sabrina what's what. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If I know the Goosebumps world, Carly Beth has a prank of some kind up her sleeve. We've seen this before, George. We've seen this before, It's a little bit of a trope. Like a kid gets teased a lot, um, gets called like scared, Mm -hmm. or gets called like chicken or something Mm -hmm. like that, and they feel that they have to step up and defend themselves. I'll show you. I I think that's maybe kind of where we're going at this point. Carly Beth has got um, some pranks in mind that she's going to play later on. I'll show you. I'm not scared. So. So, yeah. So, so maybe I'll scare you one day is what Carly Beth says. Exactly. And, and so Yep. In the meantime, Carly Beth says, um, you know, maybe I won't be a witch. Maybe I'll be a disgusting monster with hanging eyeballs and green slime dripping down my face. Mm-hmm. She's kind of dreaming up what would be a more intense costume to kind of show everybody that she's not afraid. Mm-hmm. So we got a couple other kids at the school. We got Steve Boswell. He comes up and grabs Carly Beth by the shoulders make, and makes her scream. And again, Carly Beth is embarrassed that people keep trying to scare her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is another trope that we've seen before. Somebody grabbing your shoulder mm-hmm. and you're being startled by it. Yeah. Scaring somebody. Did it say that she was grabbed hard by the shoulders? Uh, it said, I don't know. It was definitely grabbed. All right. Grabbed her shoulders. There's certain like phrases that Arl Stein uses a lot. And mm-hmm. there's one that uh, when he uses, I'm going to bring up next. But okay. uh, grabbed hard by a shoulder seems like it's something that is in the Arl Stein uh, story generator yeah. file. So Just as a quick note, because I'll forget about it if I don't say it now. Uh, another one of his little phrases that he likes to use is like, their features tightened. Mm-hmm. We saw that in this book. We haven't seen that for a few books, but it's in this one. Oh. Like when somebody's like making a face, like they're concerned about something, you kind of startle them. Or they get upset about something, their features tighten. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. something he says a lot. Well, since we're on this topic right now, another Let's thing he says a lot is so and so gaped. Oh, yeah. Gaped. Yeah. He, he says that way too many times for me to be comfortable with. All right. You know? Yeah. Maybe it's because the internet ruined everything, but. Perhaps. I don't but I it's have just, no idea what you're getting at, but. But yeah, just yeah. uses that way too many times. Yep. Um, so I just introduced Steve Boswell. There's also a kid named Chuck Green. So a couple of boys in the school mm-hmm. who I think tease Carly Beth quite a bit. 
And I guess they're kind of friends with Sabrina and Carly Bath, but they still try to scare Carly Bath all the time. By the way, Carly Bath, can we just call her CB from now on? CBB? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to having to say Carly Bath a million times. What was her last name? Carly Beth? Carly, CBC? Sure. We'll CBC. C- CBC. Carly right. Beth Caldwell. CBC. Yeah. So <laughs> Chuck, Steve, Sabrina, and CBC, they sit down at the lunch table and Steve offers Carly Beth a sandwich, CBC, a sandwich, mm-hmm. because she didn't eat her macaroni because Sabrina told her not to. Mm-hmm. So CBC, she's very hungry because the school lunch is not good. She didn't really eat, so she accepts the sandwich. Mm-hmm. She starts eating the sandwich, immediately realizes that something is not right with the sandwich, George. Then Steve and Chuck start laughing. Carly Beth spits it out, looks inside the sandwich, and there's a big worm in it. Mm-hmm. And George, if I know anything about you at all, this outraged you. <laughs> Very much so. First and foremost, you don't mess with someone's food. Yeah. Secondly, you got to check what people give you. Thirdly, you could get salmonella from that. You yeah. could actually become very sick. Yep. And for, and um, there's one more thing I meant to mention when um, Steve sat down. It said that Steve pulled out a chair um, next to Carly Beth and lowered himself over the back. And this, as we all know, is known as the uh, Riker Maneuver. Do you remember this? No. So, did you ever watch uh, Star Trek The Next Generation? Not really. Never? Not really. All right. So, in Star Trek The Next Generation, uh-huh. Commander Riker would never just sit down in a chair. He would always uh, loop his foot over the chair, then sit down on it. Huh. So, it's something that when you watch uh, the show, you don't realize. Yeah. But if you go back and watch it now, it's like every single time, hmm. you know, it became known as the Riker Maneuver. Interesting. So, Do you think that was in the script, or did he just kind of improvise that? Well, I'm not sure. I think it was... When did Star Trek The Next Generation come out? Do you remember? I'd say early 90s. Early 90s. So it might be in there, but I don't think Arl Stein was that hip to know that. There's a Star be. Trek reference in this um, book, isn't there? The Next Generation? Star Trek in general. Okay. Yeah. Well, but anyways, yeah. we'll get to that. All right. Um, so basically, he Riker maneuvers goes over, yep. gives her a tainted sandwich. Tainted sandwich. And um, this George, starts laughing I, at I her. knew this would upset you. <laughs> I was so upset. You do not want to eat a worm. You do not want your food interfered with. Exactly. You respect a sandwich, George. I mean, this... And this, this is absolute sandwich disrespect. This is not the action of your friends. Yeah. I mean, like, it's a situation where, you know, on... It's like, these are the people who you eat with at lunch, but these people aren't your friends. These people aren't mm-hmm. people you can trust, you know? So she's hanging out with people... That at least the dudes, she can't really trust them. Yeah, They're going to taint her food and do all sorts of nonsense to her. So, yeah. no. The whole lunchroom, though, is laughing and mm-hmm. CBC is embarrassed. Steve says, relax, it's just a fake worm. So Carly Beth takes a closer look and picks it up. And it totally is a real worm. Mm-hmm. Steve is like, I got you again. Merciless. A double fake out. Yeah. Carly Beth, CBC, she's humiliated and she swears that she's going to have her revenge. Mm-hmm. So, again, the suspense is building. Mm-hmm. The tension is rising. She's getting pretty pissed off, and she's going to get her revenge at some point. She's looking to get her revenge. So, and we've, as I said, we've definitely seen this before in Goosebumps books. Embarrassed kid needs to save face and ends up doing something stupid to overcompensate. Yeah, we yeah. saw something like that in Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. Mm-hmm. We kind of saw that in Let's Get Invisible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we've seen it before, so yeah, we'll see where this goes. So, I mean, Garlic Beth, she took a big old bite, and then I think at that point, she is this the point where she ran home. Yes. So she ran home. All the way home, three blocks. Right. That's pretty close to school. That's right. I mean, did you ever live three blocks away from school? I did not. Not walking distance to school, no. Yeah. Yeah, I live walking distance, but not three blocks. I was riding the bus. But all of these kids are in pretty good shape. That's true. To be able to run three blocks straight. Yeah. Yeah, so. Carly Beth runs a lot when we get towards the end of the book, so <laughs> yeah, she's in pretty good shape. Yeah. A lot of cardio. Exactly, exactly. 
Carly Beth runs home, talks to her mom a little bit, but doesn't tell her about the worm incident. Uh, CBC's mom says that she's got something to show CBC, and it's a life-size sculpture of Carly Beth's head mm-hmm. that her mom made at art class. It's a very accurate representation, and Carly Beth, Carly Beth is mostly kind of creeped out by it, mm-hmm. which makes her mom a little bit sad. Yeah. Carly Beth is like, why would you make this? And her mom was like, um, because I love you. How yeah. else am I supposed to express my love other than exactly. sculpting my daughter's head mm-hmm. and putting it on the mantle? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a little art project that mom put together, and it, it's a head of Carly Beth, and it looks a lot like her. Did you ever have um, art projects where you like uh, did plaster on your face or something like that and then made something out of it? Uh, no, not on myself. Yeah? I, but I, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> you first, sir. I was just thinking, it remind, that reminds me a little bit. It's not like a sculpture. It's like a plaster mold mm-hmm. when they do like death masks of people mm-hmm, which are like mm-hmm. kind of weird but i knew somebody who had like death masks of like some famous like hollywood horror actors which is a little bit weird wow but like a bella lugosi like death mask cast and like um the other guy boris karloff so i thought that was kind of interesting so was but... a mask after they're dead or a mask that no, was used? they're uh, i don't know i think when they're dead wow <laughs> they take a mold of their face and like ca- make a cast out of it i guess yeah it's yeah a thing that's kind of creepy I guess More so. Than a little creepy. It's yeah. It's 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 just creepy. It's deep within the realm of creepy. Yep. But um, I know in my art class we had a situation where we made plaster masks of ourselves, and then you got to paint it and glaze it and stuff like that. And I um. So, so wait, you you made took a mold of your face, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then made a plaster cast of it. You made a cast of it, but you use put clay in it. Yeah. And you could like mold and things like that. And so, uh, it was a situation where um. I had it. I had it in my parents' house for a long time. Um, I don't know what they did with it. I think my mom, I've given it away, and that hurts my feelings. Yeah, so. for sure. So, yeah, yeah. That's too bad. We should make a uh, cast of our face now. That'd be cast fun. of our face? Yeah. Okay, if you guys are in the comments, <laughs> if we break over 100 comments on this uh, video, oh my God. Okay. over 100 uh, views, then Justin will make a cast of his face. For sure. All Put right. Put it on YouTube. Exactly. Um, so, as we know, Carly Beth is the type to get pretty scared pretty easily. So mm-hmm. the head sculpture thing already has her a little bit on edge, mm-hmm. but she forces herself to say to her mom, like, hey, that's great. It looks just like me. It's really mm-hmm. nice. Then her mom says, hey, also, I have your duck costume ready for you. Remember that duck costume that you saw at the mall and said that you liked? Well, I took the liberty of making you a duck costume. Mm-hmm. So mom's made Carly Beth her Halloween costume, which is a duck costume. Carly Beth is immediately like, kind of disappointed because she'd kind of getting herself amped up to do something scarier. Yeah. So yeah. now she's got it like mom brought her this duck costume or made her this duck costume. Which made is the key word. So yeah. her mom spent the time to actually make a costume for her. So Yep. So she's a little bit upset that she has this duck costume now. And she thinks uh, to herself, she thinks, it isn't fair. Why does my mom have to listen to every little word that I say? Yeah, so pretty funny. She's this, possibly disqualified from the Reasonable People series. She's she's a spoiled kid for this one, you know, like because her mom is trying to do something for her, um, and she's getting upset about it instead of just saying, "Man, I want to do something else." Like, uh, "Mom, give me everything I talk about. How dare you?" You know. Yeah. Why do you have to listen to things that I say? Oh, mom's so lame. Must be awful. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It seems Terrible. like she gets everything she even mentions. Yeah. So. Yeah. But she's upset a little bit about this duck costume now. Yeah. yeah she goes yeah. up to her room, but the door is closed, which is weird because she never keeps it closed. She thinks she hears someone inside. And when she opens the door, there's a giant duck flapping around and quacking. Mm-hmm. Carly Beth thinks, oh my God, the costume has come alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, George, it's her brother. She's got mm-hmm. a little brother named Noah. Mm-hmm. And he's there to scare Carly Beth because she's easy to scare and it's fun. 
But Noah likes the costume and he asks if he can keep it. And then Carly Best says maybe because she's thinking that maybe she'll get something scarier. Like quack, quack. I keep the costume. I like it. So yeah, I guess. But yeah. um, one of the issues with the costume that they do mention is that there's like feathers going all over the place. That's right. You know, it's a big old mess of feathers. And um, in so this is one of the few Goosebumps stories that is actually in um, October, right? So That's it's right. in fall, and so good call. Yeah, everything's might, been summertime. Everything's now. been summertime. Maybe it's moving forward. Uh, this book was released in September. Uh, so it's closer to October. Maybe we'll see if there's a trend going forward with mm-hmm. that. But I guess with a big downy costume, it might be able to keep you warm when you're out there trick or treating. Yeah, that makes you know? sense. But nice insulation. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so um, she's got this duck costume, right? And mm-hmm. her brother wants to take it, and she's thinking maybe that's fine. You take the duck costume, I'll be something else. Yeah, yeah. But her phone rings, and it's Sabrina, and Sabrina called to remind Carly Beth that the school science fair is the next day. Mm-hmm. Carly Beth has a project that she's been working on with Sabrina. And what is it, George? What's the project? The project was a solar system. Yep. A ping pong ball. Ping pong ball solar system. That's one of the worst um, science projects you could do. Because it's, it's not bad. a science project. Yeah, I totally agree. It's so, diorama. George, you and I have got a little bit of experience with these things. Yes, yes. We have backgrounds in science. We have yes. backgrounds in teaching the children. Yes, we've taught the children. We've taught the children's. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my time teaching the children's, we had a science fair at the school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These were like third, fourth, fifth, sixth graders. Yes. And when I said, okay, we're going to do a science fair, mm-hmm. most kids in the class wanted to do one of two things. Volcano. Volcano or solar system. Yes. These are like science fair cliches mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that kids who want to put relatively little effort into coming no up effort. with an idea. Yes. They pick one of those two things. Yes, and so yes. for my class, I had to ban those two things. Yes. I was like, you yes. cannot do a volcano, and no, you cannot do a solar system. Yeah. I mean, they, because they do it on TV and in books all the time. Yeah. Because the writers many times don't have backgrounds in science, and they yeah. think that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. And as a side note, like those two projects require not an insignificant amount of materials. Mm-hmm. So if you need to do a project... You know, there's a million different things you could do, and you're picking one that actually requires you to go to, go to the store and buy some stuff mm-hmm. and put in a fair amount of time, but no no real thought. Yeah. So that was a little bit frustrating. So yeah, I tried to push the kids that I was teaching to do like do something like scientific, like do some kind of experiment, like mm-hmm. test something, evaluate something, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. measure the results and like give me a report. Yeah. Don't just like make a diorama of like a scientific concept. Yeah. Like mo- a molecule of water or something like that, like a little yeah. model. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't really teach you anything about science necessarily. Mm-hmm. Even though it's like a science theme, yeah, it's. it's you hear where I'm coming from, George? I hear exactly where you come from. I'm I'm thinking back to one of my like first science fair things where I did something that was embarrassingly bad that took way too much like materials and things like that. I was trying to make like a uh, little like tornado in a mm. in a um, two cylinder. Liter bottles? Yeah, no, not two liter bottle. Like uh, trying to actually make a little twister in a uh, cylinder. Okay. It was a spectacular failure. Mm. And there, the scientific merit behind it was just not there. Yeah. It ended up being two hair dryers, one set to hot, one set to cool, huh. and some streamers in there inside of a uh, clear tubing. Interesting. It was not well put together. Do you remember but it took any, too much time getting it. Do you remember any particularly good science fair projects from when you were like coordinating the science fair for the children? Um... No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) One kid in particular, he didn't do, like, he was not very organized, and, like, his presentation was not that great, but Mm -hmm. I can tell that he had put a lot of time into studying mushrooms. The kid was super psyched about mushrooms. Wow. And had, like, all this, like, 
observations that he made about mushrooms. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's great. Fantastic. Yeah. Showing yeah. a curiosity. Love it. Yeah. I nice mean, job. I think I've had, um, what was the situation where I saw, we've have, we've seen at science fairs, I don't know if you've seen it, people trying to clone frogs or things like that. Okay. I've I never think, seen that taken on by children, trying I, to clone frogs. Yeah. I think I've seen it in like um, um, my high school, I think. Okay. Not my high school. Um, middle school. Middle school. Okay. So they're trying to clone frog eggs and things like that. Um, How were they doing that? I think it was. I think with frogs, it's relatively easy. What? I think no, because cell nuclear transfer. Because the uh, situation is because the eggs are like um, big. And they have like a soft um, membranes, and it's relatively easy to transfer from one to another. Um, think about frogs' eggs. They're like jelloey. They're big and jelloey. The frogs lay them outside their bodies anyway. Huh. And so. Um, well, let's talk more about this offline. Yeah. I've got some ideas, George. Yeah. <laughs> so other than about creating a, a frog army. A frog basically. army. Yes. So a clone frog army. Are you sure you don't want to do toads? They might be more robust. We'll talk. You prepare them for battle. We'll <laughs> you can call them uh army toads. <laughs> Perfect. Army toads. I love it. All right. Or battle frogs. These I don't are know. All great ideas. Maybe um, battle frogs. Battle frogs. <laughs> so um back to that science fair at the school, Carly Beth and Sabrina. They have the project. It's that solar system. Mm-hmm. They're feeling okay about it. There's one kid in the school who built a computer. Mm-hmm. There's also somebody who built a robot arm. There's a toxic waste project. Mm-hmm. There's an erupting volcano, of course. Yeah. Um, but there's a variety of projects. Sabrina and um, Carly Beth feel pretty good about theirs. Mm-hmm. The judges are coming over, and they hear Steve, the kid in, in their school, yell, my tarantula has escaped and is on the loose. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. CBC, of course, is afraid of spiders. Mm-hmm. But she catches herself and she says, I'm not going to get scared. I'm not going to overreact. Mm-hmm. And then she feels a pinch on her leg, like mm-hmm. something crawling on it, and she screams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Carly Beth screams and flops around yelling. She's, she's screaming, <laughs> like, get off me, get it off me. Sabrina tries to calm her down, but CBC is really worked up. And then she realizes that everyone is laughing. Mm-hmm. It's another Steve prank classic Steve Frank, mm-hmm. and Carly Beth can't believe it. She's humiliated. She's determined to get that revenge, George. So she knocked over her whole science project. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she knocked over anything else with her flopping, as yep. you say. Yep. Um, I, does she run home again at this point? She runs uh, out of sure. the gym. She might. She may. So, yeah, she gets terrified. Uh, she ran out of the... Uh, but most importantly, George, she's... Dying for that revenge. She's very. She's ginned up. She's gonna get her revenge. You know, what she reminded up. me of. It's reminded me of Carrie. You're right. The book slash movie. You are right. Yeah. Tell our younger viewers about Carrie. George, I've never seen it or read it. Yeah, I know. It's are bad. we are we gonna have to have a very special episode? Yeah, I mean, it's so prevalent in like pop culture that I've seen so many references to it, but I've mm-hmm. never actually seen it, which is a little bit embarrassing. I've never I think seen it's it. It's a Brian end De Palma movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, classic horror movie. Mm-hmm. Carrie's like a high school kid who gets teased, and then she flips out and like basically kills everyone somehow yeah we're gonna have to read the book and we're gonna have to watch the movie and we're gonna have a very special episode okay you've Um, seen it it's a big it's a favorite of yours i've not seen it from end to end all right i've also heard descriptions of it like the person who played her mother uh thought it was a comedy movie so she was like overacting to the nth degree like she was at two nicholas cage times two throughout the entire movie okay and uh that's why her performance was so crazy yep but um, but this um, you know everything we've seen so far, it's it's like we're priming Carly Beth to be Carrie and to like flip out in the school. Yeah, you're definitely priming some sort yeah. of like horrible thing to happen. Yep. I mean, they say that you know uh, Sabrina calls Carly Beth very scarable, mm-hmm. and 
for me, Scarable sounds like some sort of hollow Halloween type of treat, some sort of Halloween gummy snack. Yeah. Yeah. I so. can see that. But um, with all of this, this is, um, like you said, priming for disaster. Building the suspense. Building the suspense. And pretty soon it's going to be Halloween night. Yes. So Halloween night comes, and Carly Beth has plans to meet up with Sabrina for some trick or treating. You keep saying Sabrina, right? Yes. When did Sabrina the Teenage Witch first come out? Because uh, it was question. a movie before it was a show. So the comic book, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, is pretty old. And yes. And then it was a TV series in the 70s. And yes. And then a TV series again that we're more familiar with, which started in 1996. Yes. The movie was also from 1996. Yes. So there was... There you a, go. Yeah. Interesting. So that's uh, Sabrina history. So we've got Carly Beth and Sabrina... Mm-hmm. Planning on having some Halloween fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Carly Beth had been planning on getting a scary mask at the party store mm-hmm. in town, but she hasn't gotten one yet. She had to watch her brother after school on Halloween night, and now mm-hmm. her mom is home, um, and it's it's like quarter to six. It's so almost six o'clock. It's getting a little bit late. Is Carly that, Beth still doesn't have the scary mask that she was hoping to get. Is six o'clock really late for stores? I would I mean, say it is not. So maybe it's a small town. Maybe it's closing early because it's Halloween or... yeah. But, I mean, it's a party store. It seems like that's one of the nights when you're going to want to stay open a little bit later. I mean, this is early 90s Halloween. This is before, um, you know, adults took over Halloween. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, But Carly Beth doesn't have a lot of time left. She wants to get that scary mask so she can go out on Halloween night. Mm -hmm. So she's going to run to the store real quick. On the way to the store, the town is looking spookier than usual. It's been a rainy day. It's very gray outside. Mm -hmm. Carly Beth runs past the old... Carpenter Mansion, which may or may not be haunted by the people who were murdered there years ago. So just mm-hmm. a little, uh, mm-hmm. little interesting piece of uh, information about the town. There's a spooky old mansion do with you think the, uh, murder victims. Do you think the Carpenter Mansion might be on like a um, cul-de-sac or a um, sort of offshoot called uh, Fear? It's very possible. Yeah, a Fear Street, a perhaps. Fear street. Yeah, spooky, particularly spooky street. Mm-hmm. Um, just as a little side note, Carpenter Mansion may be a reference to John Carpenter, the director of some classic horror movies. Oh. Who knows? Ooh. But um, so she goes past the Carpenter Mansion. She gets to the store. It's like 6 p.m. and the store is closed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as you as you mentioned, George, probably be nice to stay open later than 6 on yeah. Halloween. This must be a small town. Maybe um, maybe in the south? Maybe? Perhaps, yeah. I don't know. Man, I don't know. But Carly Beth sees a man walking inside the store. Mm-hmm. She gets his attention, and he comes to the door, and he says, it's very late. We usually close at 5. Mm-hmm. This guy has a bit of a look, George. He's got yes. slick back hair, tiny black eyes, pencil-thin mustache, and he wears a cape. So he sounds like a pedophile. I don't like to, you know, to profile people like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you, George. All right. But Okay, so... What what is it about that? The cape? Is it the mustache? Is it it's, the hair? Is it, when this the pencil thin mustache? Pencil thin mustache. That's 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 known as the creeper stash. Okay. Um. I mean, so again, again, the black cape. Um, capes should make a comeback. Capes are awesome. There's um. Have you? I've been seeing a lot of ads for this Very like versatile new, like, new type of rain cape. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but it sounds great. It's like um. It has reflective fibers in it. Um. You mm, know. I don't know about that. No, I mean, just so like if you're at night and stuff like okay. that, you know? Yeah. But, but it's like having a blanket with you all the time, basically. Yeah. yeah. I think they went out of style because people aren't riding uh, horses anymore. Okay. And also, if you're getting in and out of cars, it will get caught in the door. Yeah, that would be bad. You get out of a car, you shut the car door behind you, your cape stuck in there, car drive off. You're dead. You're pretty much screwed. You're, you're three types of dead. It probably had to happen at least five times before it fell out of fashion. Yep. 
But you, anyways, you got this guy. He's got a look. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, George, maybe mm-hmm. uh, not the most trustworthy character based on his mustache choice. Yes, yes. But he's the sh- the shopkeeper of the Halloween or the party store, rather. And uh, Carly Beth says that she needs a mask. She needs a scary one. Mm-hmm. Shopkeeper guy first suggests a gorilla mask. It's mm-hmm. a very mm-hmm. popular choice. Mm-hmm. Carly Beth says no. He next suggests a yellowish one with pointy ears that he says is some kind of Star Trek mm-hmm. character. Spock, perhaps? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he was yellowish, was he? Definitely I mean, had pointy ears. But pointy ears. Yeah, very possible. Yeah, uh, Spock-like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carly Beth is not interested. She wants something scarier. Scarier. Mm-hmm. More she frightening. Lo- she looks around, and there's a bunch of classic masks. There's a Freddy Krueger mask, an E.T. mask. Carly Beth can't quite find the right one. The shopkeeper is kind of like trying to push her along because he didn't really want to let her in the store in the first place. Mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. just doing her a favor. Wants to help her out a little bit. He's like, hurry up, pick a mask. He's like, you got to make a decision because uh, he's got somewhere to be. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you assume. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's all dressed up, presumably, or maybe that's his daily go-to. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but Carly Beth is wandering around the store. She sees a small door in the back. Mm-hmm. Well, the shopkeeper is distracted by a phone call. Carly Beth pushes open the door, enters the room with all of the good masks. All the extra scary, super real masks mm-hmm. are all in this hidden room in the back of the store. Mm-hmm. And all of these masks are pretty much exactly what Carly Beth had in mind. Yeah, so another situation. What, this is the first uh, creepy shop since uh, Monster Blood, right? Possibly, yeah. Another situation where, again, this the uh, child, the main characters, wander into the back of a store just just without any supervision or anything like that. Yep. And they're, oh, this is exactly what we wanted. You know, so. In like a hidden room in the back. That's, yeah. a, that's a trope. Yeah, definitely. In yep. the back room. Okay. But there's... Pretty great masks in there. Color Bus pretty excited. There's a few masks that get described in the story. My favorite is the face with the large nail in the eye and the blood dripping down the face. Mm-hmm, sounds mm-hmm. pretty hardcore. Sounds pretty metal. Yeah, yeah. Carly picks. Carly Beth picks one with yellow green skin, sunken orange glowing eyes, and fangs. So just like the kind of the, like the mask on the cover of the book, basically. Yes. Yes. And she reaches for it, and the mask cries out at her. Mm. And she realizes it's actually the shopkeeper who is in the room had sneaked up behind her and is not happy to see her there. He says that the masks are not for sale because they're too scary, and he tries to get Carly Beth to leave the room. You shouldn't be back here. The masks are too scary. (laughs) (laughs) Carly Beth really wants to buy that mask, but the shopkeeper says, no, it's not a matter of money. It's not for sale. The masks are too real. He's like, I'm warning you. You'll be sorry. It's another trope. Yeah, you'll be sorry. You'll be sorry. But Carly Beth keeps insisting and basically just begging him for the mask. Mm-hmm. The shopkeeper is clearly very reluctant, but he takes her money, hands her the well, mask. Well, she she takes out her $30. He's That's like, right. oh, $30? That's right. Well, okay. Yep. He so. relents. He says, fine, take it. Mm-hmm. Carly Beth is very excited. She runs out. She's got plans to scare everyone and get revenge. She's like, the mask is perfect. She's very mm-hmm. excited to see uh, and scare Stephen Chuck, mm-hmm. who... Um, Stephen Chuck apparently had planned on painting their faces blue and dressing as Smurfs. So Carly Beth's like, I want to blow these guys away. They I mean, they're going to no paint idea. their faces and hair blue, which, again, seems kind of lame completely. Yeah. And also, you know, not within the sort of like Smurfs canon. If they paint their faces blue, they have to paint their hair white. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. 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 I completely agree. I don't know why that they would be dyeing their hair blue. That seems like a... Or just don't dye their hair. Just... Yeah. We're like a white hat. Yeah, white hat. Yeah, yeah so makes perfect sense. They don't seem like smart. No one is uh, going to the reasonable children um, books. Absolutely not. Yeah. But Carly Beth, she does have a cool mask, and she's very excited about it. She's okay. going to scare her friends. 
She runs all the way home. She's planning on scaring a little brother, Noah, first. Okay. Makes sense. You got to start with the small target before you move your way up. So she quietly goes into the house. She goes upstairs. She finds her brother. She puts on the mask, which is surprisingly warm and has kind of a weird smell. So she's a little bit like put off by that. But she puts on the mask. Even before she puts on the mask, she hears uh, an old heavy metal song coming from her brother's room. That's right. What song do you think it would be as of 1993 being an old heavy metal song? I would say Paranoid by Black Sabbath. I, I don't know. Born to be Wild, maybe? Okay. Yeah, very possible. And for a little kid, a nine-year-old, I mean, they probably would just be like, when did Born to be Wild come out? I don't know, man. 70s? 70s? And that also coined the term heavy metal. That's, heavy that's metal right. came from the, um, you know, I'm like smoking my lightning, heavy metal thunder. This that's is, the... This is clearly one that you've karaoke before, George, is it not? I don't know. I've karaoke a lot. All right. So, but, um, but yeah. Anyway, so yep. nose up in his room, rocking out. Nose up in his room. And uh, CBC is uh, slipping on her um, hot mask. Put on that mask. Yep. She finds Noah in that room. Uh, Noah's putting on a cockroach costume. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Carly Beth puts on her mask. She yells, Noah, I'm coming for you. And when she yells, her voice is completely different from her regular voice. It's deeper and kind of growly. So mm-hmm. she's uh, like a little bit surprised by her own voice. And then she jumps into Noah's room and yells, I've got you. I've got you. And Noah is terrified, and Carly Beth is thrilled. And Noah screams and calls for their mom. He's really scared. He's like, who are you? How did you get here? That's right. How did you get in? I guess, I mean, both of those are important questions. Yes. But if they were to say how they got in, how's that going to help you? Yeah. You know, like, I they guess. They still got you. They still got you. Yeah. It's like a game through the front door. It's like, oh, thank you for answering <laughs> my question. All right. Yep. Kind of uh, necessary to uh, collect that information. Who are you? How'd you get here? I'm so scared. But then CBC, <laughs> CBC says, hey, it's only me. Look at my clothes. And then Carly Beth's like, oh, my God, I can't believe how scared you are. And Noah's like, what? I can't believe it. It didn't sound anything like you. Mm-hmm. And the mask looks so real. And Carly Beth uh, tries to take off the mask, but it won't come off easily. It's stuck, and she can't get the mask off. So when Carly Beth weird. first came in, Noah, quote, unquote, gaped. As uh, Arl Stein likes to say. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so the mask is stuck on her face. Yeah. She's a little bit... Um... So it's a weird mask. It gave her a weird voice. It definitely scared her brother, but now she's trying to take it off, and it's, like, stuck. And mm-hmm. so what's going on with this mask? She's really struggling with the mask. Noah is still sitting there horrified because Carly Beth's voice is still really scary. Mm-hmm. And eventually, Carly Beth manages to get her fingers under the mask and pry it off. And Noah looks at the mask and says... He's like, I was never actually scared. Um, but what was strange to him is that her voice was different. Yeah. That was the weirdest part. And he asks her how she did it, and she says she doesn't really know. That's a little strange. Yeah. So Carly Beth, um, having kind of practiced her scaring on her brother, she's getting pretty excited for the Halloween festivities that night. She's going to be kicking things off at Sabrina's house shortly, and she's going to scare everyone, especially Chuck and Steve, and she's trying to think of the best way to do it. So she's got mm-hmm. a plan, George. Yeah. Her plan is to take... The Carly Beth head that her mom made, yes. put it on the end of a stick, mm-hmm. and then burst in the party with the mask on. Okay. So she's going to burst in the party with the scary mask on her face and mm-hmm. her own, what looks like her own head on a stick. Okay. Pretty good plan. It's not a bad plan, honestly. But the one thing is that, again, her mom made that thing for her. That's right. And it's pretty delicate. And to just be shoving it on the end of a broomstick, Yeah. kind of disrespectful. Yeah, a little bit. Know? Yep, but she, again, she's gotten carried away by this need for revenge. So she's got, um, 
She's not using her best judgment. She has revenge hunger. She's got revenge hunger. Yeah. Absolutely. Gotta watch out for the revenge hunger. She puts on that mask again to see how she looks. And again, the mask feels very warm. And once it's on her, she can feel it kind of tightening around her head, which mm-hmm. is a little bit unsettling. I'd recommend that she use um, maybe some talcum powder or maybe some, um, yeah. uh, what you call it, baby powder. Sure. Put a little bit of that on your cheeks or a little bit of that in the mask so that yeah. it comes off a Keep little bit dry. easier. Yeah. Maybe a little gold bond. Gold bond. That Splash could get, a little on your face. <laughs> wouldn't that get in your eyes? I don't know. Well, so would baby powder, talcum powder. No, I mean, talcum powder, baby powder would probably be less irritating than gold bomb medicated powder. Okay. Yeah, and usually know. that's made for feet, right? Uh, I think so, yes. Yeah. So well, it's one of its many uses. We don't have to talk about all of them. <laughs> Shout out to gold bomb medicated powder. All <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so CBC, Carla Beth, she's on her way out the door to Sabrina's when she hears her mom calling to her. Mm-hmm. Mom still thinks that Carly Beth is going to go dress as a duck, and she wants to see how the duck costume looks mm-hmm. um, because she made it for her daughter. But before mom can get her eyes on Carly Beth, the phone rings and mom has to answer it. So Carly Beth is in the clear because mom got distracted. Mm-hmm. So Carly Beth's on her way to Sabrina's. She walks over there. She's getting really excited. Right when she gets there, she sees a couple of boys walking up. So mm-hmm. she gets into position to do some scaring. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, that's that's that must be Steve and Chuck. So I'm going to get into position. When they walk up, I'm going to scare the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. So she, she gets kind of behind a, a hedge, like a bush. Mm-hmm. And she waits for the right moment when these boys are walking up. She jumps out and scares them. And she can see immediately that the boys are terrified. Carly Beth lets out a couple of roars that sound particularly menacing. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. the mask feels really hot on her face. And she's got this weird, like, kind of, she's channeling this weird voice when she mm-hmm. speaks. Uh, but she, So she's, like, kind of really in the zone with this scaring. She scares the crap out of these kids. Yes. And then a mom comes running up the driveway and says, hey, you're scaring my boys. What are you doing? Uh, it wasn't Chuck and Steve. She got the wrong kids. Yeah, so a couple definitely. like younger boys. And their mm-hmm. mom's pretty upset, kind of yelling at Carly Beth for scaring the kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the mom scolds her a little bit. Um, Carly Beth says to herself that ordinarily she would have apologized, mm-hmm. but instead she felt angry this time. Mm-hmm. She's really amped up by the mask, mm-hmm. kind of raging out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And instead of apologizing, she screams, go away at mm-hmm. the mom and the kids. The mom is like, what did you say to me? Carly Beth screams, I, I said, go away. I said, go away. And it's in a voice that she doesn't even recognize, and that mm-hmm. scares her a little bit. Well, it's a situation where she's in this hot, hot mask, mm-hmm. and she's getting you know her revenge hunger and stuff like that. I mean, it's also a situation where people, when they are uh, anonymous, start to act a certain way. That's true. Thus, the advent of trolls on the internet. Right. Uh, was this before or after she saw the people in the quote-unquote um, Freddy Krueger princess gown? And it's around this that? time. Yeah. Um, I like to point out that uh, Mr. R.L. Stein uh-huh. referred to these creatures as mutant interturtles. Yeah, she when everyone knows as a mutant ninja turtle. When everyone knows they should be referred to as what, Justin? Teenage mutant ninja turtles. Teenage mutant ninja yeah. turtles. Yeah. Well, maybe it was like a younger kid dressed as a ninja dressed, turtle. Dressed as a what? A mutant ninja turtle. A pre-teenage mutant ninja turtle. There's no such thing. Yeah, it's true. There's only teenage mutant ninja turtles. Yes. Yeah. I guess we're just. Regardless of who's dressing up as it, it's yes. still a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yes. You're absolutely right. Did you ever do that? I did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I Guess think which one I dressed up as? Leonardo or no. Donatello? Michelangelo, actually. Michelangelo. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone chose Michelangelo it's as true. a child because yeah. it's like, yeah. Fan favorite. Fan favorite. But I mean, as an adult, it's Leonardo who you want to be because- um, I would totally be Raphael now. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. When I was a kid, I wanted to be Michelangelo. Everyone wants He's to be party Michelangelo. Dude. He was the party dude. Yeah. You know, yeah. Raphael was cool, but, but crude. crude. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> that more represents me now because <laughs> I'm I don't really want to lead and I don't do machines. Yeah, so that scratches off Leonardo and Donatello. So. Yeah, 
Yeah. Which one would you be? Um, I don't know right now because I know that um Donatello. I <sighs> I can see you with a bow staff. I I I would be interested in learning how to use a bow staff yeah. for self defense. Uh I mean I do have Cali sticks in my room, but um for self defense? Uh yeah, training for that. Okay. Actually didn't Great. do a lot of good training with that. But yeah. um but yeah, Leonardo would be cool. Uh right now in the new series they're making Raphael the um leader. But there's a lot really? of problems with the new series. That's strange. Yeah. All right. Well, Raphael was always the biggest, actually. I well, technically, he's supposed to be the biggest. Okay. So. Great. But anyway. Interesting. Um, Back to little this. little TMNT sidetrack there. Yes. Great. Yes. But the uh, Carly Beth, so she's still in the driveway arguing with the mom, having just scared her kids. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. kids are trying to get their mom to let it go and kind of walk away because the kids are pretty freaked out by Carly Beth and her mask. Yeah. The mom is feeling very luxury and is going on and on about Carly Beth's behavior and how it's inappropriate. Carly Beth growls at her, go away, I'm warning you. And her breath is kind of out of control, and her body's trembling with rage. And she's like, I'm going to tear this woman apart. Mm-hmm, I'm going to mm-hmm. chew her to bits. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'll tear her skin off the bones. Carly yeah. Beth's really raging out. And just when Carly Beth is about to pounce, the kids finally drag their mom off, saying, let's go. This girl is crazy. Mm-hmm. And Carly Beth is like, that's right. I am crazy. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> I am crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so she's really, really uh, kind of off the rails. Do you think there's PCP in this mask? Very possible. Yeah. Yeah. So primary ingredient in the mask, PCP. PCP. Yeah. Yep. Would make sense. Yep. So this is outside of uh, Sabrina's house again, and and Sabrina comes to the door at that point. She's dressed as Catwoman and looking out to see who's there. She sees Carly Beth and is visibly frightened. Carly Mm -hmm. Beth says, hey, Sabrina, it's me. Don't you recognize me? Mm -hmm. Sabrina's like, whoa, that mask is excellent. Mm -hmm. She loves it. She's like scared by it, but she's like, that's fantastic. So she's probably dressed as the Eartha Catwoman from the early Batman series? Very possible. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's kind of the way they describe it. I could could see that. I mean, because, um, yeah, because the the second uh, Batman of the early 80s, 90s probably didn't come out yet. And also it was R-rated. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah. it's definitely PG-13. PG-13. The Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. Yeah. It was yeah. right around that time. But I think it was maybe 94 yeah. or 95. Yeah. So she was probably Eartha Kitt uh, Catwoman. Go up and... Uh, well, kids. there's Eartha Kitt and there's Julie Newmar, right? There is, the I guess. Series. Yeah. Julie Newmar is a good one. Eartha Kitt's a good one. There was, yeah. I think there was one more, too. I didn't know. didn't remember Julie Newmar. I just yeah. always think about Eartha Kitt. Yeah. You know? Sure. Yeah. So classic, classic show. Classic show. Batman. Yeah. I've seen like every episode. The definition of, of camp. Yeah, it's fantastic. I've not seen every episode. Yep. My girlfriend's never seen them. So, oh well. I went through a period of time, George, where my sleep was all messed up. And mm-hmm. that show was on either three or four in the morning. I would watch it every night at three or mm-hmm. four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are dark times. Yeah, three or four in the morning, I would be <sighs> just watch the Netflix and stuff like that. I'd yeah. watch odd, you know, Russian movies and yep. stuff. Yep, so. yep. Good anyway, <laughs> yep. So now we can read goosebumps. Sabrina says that Chuck and Steve are running late, but they should be get they should get started with trick or treating. Um, so mm-hmm. Sabrina and CBC, they get ready to go out hit the town. Mm-hmm. Um, a little little side note here, George. Um, mm-hmm. You know, previously I'd mentioned that you know when we talk about R.L. Stein books, particularly Goosebumps books, mm-hmm. we're talking about like the beats of the story. We're not really getting into like the the imagery of the language and the, like the flowery language that he sometimes uses, yes. which actually does enhance the story. So I feel like yes. the readers don't, the listeners don't fully get an appreciation for the quality of the books just by listening to us talk about the plot. Yes, yes. So a little excerpt. I've got a couple excerpts in the rest of the story. I wanted Ooh. to just read them with a little bit of the, the, the imagery language. Please. So Sabrina and Carly Beth, they're going out to do some trick-or-treating. And mm-hmm. the story says, 
Um, the wind picked up as the two girls made their way down the block. Dead leaves swirled at their feet. The bare trees bent and shivered. Above the dark sloping roofs, the pale half moon slipped in and out of the clouds. So that's just like kind of setting the tone. Yeah. Arlstein does a pretty good job of kind of setting the tone of and like creating an atmosphere. And that's uh, something you get from actually reading the books rather yes. than just looking, listening to us yeah. talk about yeah. the books. Yeah, we, we, um, we talk about the tone. We talk about what the tone's missing, but we don't quite set the tone the way that Mr. Stein does. Yeah, it's hard so. to do that without actually like reading, reading the, the book. book to you. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just talking about what happened, not really, uh, you know. Yeah. So the, do the take the, t- the book. Yeah. Do take the time to read it. It's, I mean, it's not going to take you that much time out of your day, you know, so. That's right. So make sure you watch this podcast, read the book after before you watch the podcast. Yeah. And then read again afterwards. <laughs> exactly. Then watch the podcast again. Yeah. And like and subscribe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just an endless cycle. So the kids are out trick-or-treating. we got CBC and Sabrina. They're walking around town. Sabrina is asking a lot of questions about the mask. She asks if she can touch it. And when she does, she says that it feels like real skin. And then it's mm-hmm. really weird and warm. She says, it must be uncomfortable to wear, right? You must be sweating like a, like a pig under there. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this really angers Carly Beth. She feels yeah. a surge of rage. Mm-hmm. She's just, um, as I said, a little bit off the rails. Yeah, this this mask has so. like kind of gotten to her a little bit. And very she's... So. Uh, Projecting a lot of uh, anger and rage. Yeah, so what happens after this? So Carly Beth starts screaming, shut up, shut up, shut up, grabs Sabrina by the throat with both hands and starts choking her. Starts to choke out her best friend, That's Sabrina. Right. I mean, this is after, but Sabrina's been yapping, yapping, yapping. And I guess she's had enough. And with this mask, it's hot. She's probably hot under there. She also probably needs Snickers. CBC Snickers. definitely needs a Snickers. She's she probably has low blood sugar. Yeah. Um, you know, she's been amped up trying to uh, scare her friend. Right. So, who aren't even there. Yep. And so she has all this adrenaline. She's sweating her eyeballs out. And her friend just keeps talking, keeps touching her head and face. Yep. She's not in a good way. The mask is affecting her for sure. Yes. Um, Sabrina pulls away from Carly Beth's grip, and she's like, what was that about? And Carly yes. Beth doesn't really know what's happened. Like She kind of felt like she lost control for a moment. Mm-hmm. But she plays it off like it was a joke, mm-hmm. that choking Sabrina had been kind of a joke, because mm-hmm. she doesn't really know what else to do, because she feels like, well, I kind of lost control there. That was yeah. very weird. Yeah. Um, but the girls get to a house and knock on the door for some trick-or-treating. Yeah. A woman and her two young children answer the door. One mm-hmm. of the little kids asks Sabrina about her costume, and the other kid says that she doesn't like Carly Beth's costume, that it's too scary. So mm-hmm, Carly mm-hmm. Beth leans over to the little girl, and in a terrifying mask voice, she says, I'll eat you up. Mm-hmm. And the little girl runs off screaming. Mom yells at Carly Beth, and Carly Beth leans over to the other little kid and says, I'll, I'll eat you, eat up, you too. too. Yeah. And then runs off laughing. Mm-hmm. So Sabrina asks Carly Beth why she did that. And Carly Beth says, the mask made me do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She says she says it as a joke, but the idea of it kind of upsets her a little bit. Yeah. So they go to more houses. One of them uh, is, at one of the houses is a middle-aged couple that insists that they come inside and show their costumes to the wife's elderly mother. Mm-hmm. So they go inside, and there's a woman in a wheelchair with just a blank stare on her face. Mm-hmm. And Carly Beth growls at the elderly woman, and there's just zero response from her. I thought that scene was kind of weird, kind of messed up. Well, it's kind of messed up that, you know, they're like, oh, that's such a nice costume you have. Just come on in. I, You need to see my mother yeah. and show her your beautiful costumes. At this point, I put in my notes, stranger danger. Yeah. You know, just roll on into the house. It's like, well, your mother could come to the door, take a look, you know. But yeah. again, probably a nice neighborhood and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah. still just rolling into a house to show off your costume. 
but then there's this woman sitting there in a wheelchair with like advanced dementia, which to me <laughs> is also, also a pretty scary thing to think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's uh, yeah. that is rough, pretty bad. Yeah, so it's so that's that all bad. Yeah, on the way out of the house, they get apples instead of candy. So mm-hmm. Carly Beth whips the apples at the house and mm-hmm. they run off. Sabrina is like, "What is wrong with you? You're crazy." Yeah, but she's kind of into it too. She's kind of enjoying crazy Carly Beth. Like you're crazy, Carly Beth. You're crazy. Yeah, but I mean. What, did you ever, well, not to incriminate yourself, mm-hmm. have you had friends that whipped apples at houses? Apples? Apples. No, no. I th- I think, you know, I really never got into, like, doing anything bad on Halloween. I really mm-hmm. didn't. But I did I did know some people who I think would, like, throw some stuff at houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember those times when there were kids who were, like, your classmates or whatever, mm-hmm. who were, like, causing trouble and stuff. I really didn't run with that crowd, but, uh, yeah, it happened. Mm-hmm. It was out there. Yeah, so they throw um, things... I once had someone throw an egg at my uh, Jeep Liberty. Uh huh. You know, I was very mad. I'm sure. If I found that person, I would have laid hands on them. Is that right? Yes. What would you do? Walk me through it. What would I do? Yeah. No, no, no. I would um talk to them rather sternly mm-hmm. and perhaps shake them. Okay. Now you're talking. Strike them about the mouth and ears. Okay. Some so, strikes. Yes. Nice. Yes. Excellent. So, well, yes. Um, so anyways, Carly Beth is really kind of being pretty wild. She's looking around mm-hmm. on the street for Chuck and Steve, but still doesn't see them around. She really wants to find them so she can scare them. She suggests to Sabrina that they split up so they can get more candy. Mm-hmm. And Sabrina mm-hmm. is like, you don't even like candy. But Carly Beth runs off because she's in her own scary little world and determined to have a wild spooky night. Yeah, she's gone already. Yeah, yeah, she's running off. So she hits a whole block of houses. And when she gets to the end, she's feeling pretty good. She's mm-hmm. ready to scare some random kids. Mm-hmm. She sees a group of four headed her way, so she hides in the bushes, waits for them to come over, and then she jumps out. <laughs> All of the kids are scared. One of them drops her bag of candy. Carly Beth grabs it and runs off laughing, her kind of terrifying, triumphant laugh. Mm-hmm. She's feeling really good. She's feeling really strong. Mm-hmm. She pours the other kids' candy into her bag of candy and then throws the empty bag on the ground. Mm-hmm. So she's, uh, yeah, being pretty wild. At this point, she's a bully. I mean, she's yes, no longer a victim. So. She's... A bully. Uh-huh. Uh, she's stealing candy from younger kids, yep. which isn't nice. Right. Um, have you ever had that happen to you on a Halloween night? I have not. Have you ever seen it happen to um, your um, friends? Yeah. I remember one kid kind of got like, uh, possibly got like his bag of candy like slashed open. Wow. So it like spilled out. Wow. Yeah. These are isolated incidents, but uh, yeah, weird, yeah, weird stuff happens on Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Be safe out there on Halloween night. For sure. Know, so. Yeah. In case you listen to it by that time. There, there will be some Halloween safety tips coming up in a bit. Oh, yes. Yes. So what happened next, Justin? Yeah. So they, Let me know. Sure. So they're, uh, <laughs> they're still doing the trick-or-treating. Carly Beth has just scared those kids, stolen a bunch of candy. Mm-hmm. She's thinking that Chuck and Steve are next. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a few minutes later, she finds them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, Chuck and Steve are going up to a door to trick-or-treat, and Carly Beth decides to wait in the bush at the end of the driveway and jump out when they are walking back towards her. Mm-hmm. While she's waiting, Carly Beth has some doubts about it a little bit. For a moment, she's kind of doubting her, doubting herself. She's thinking that maybe the boys won't be scared mm-hmm. and they'll just make fun of her more. Mm-hmm. But she decides that she has to go for it anyway. She's yeah. come this far. She's got to do some more scaring. A little bit of pre-performance jitters here. That's right. So, so the boys walk towards her. Carly Beth jumps out and screams as loud as she can. <laughs> she feels like everything's in slow motion. She can see the fear in their faces. Mm-hmm. Carly Beth still has the stick with the fake Carly Beth head on it which I guess kind of gives her away a little bit because Chuck 
in a very frightened voice says, Carly Beth, is that you? Mm-hmm. And Carly Beth says, this is Carly Beth's head. That's mm-hmm. all that's left of her. Mm-hmm. She says to the boys, give me all your candy. Mm-hmm. And the boys laugh, a nervous laugh. And Carly Beth roars and says, I'm not joking. Give me your candy or your heads will adorn my stick. She sees us. what she says. Chuck gaping, apparently. Mm-hmm. Chuck gaped. She points to the Carly Beth head on a stick. At the, uh, She points the stick with the, the head on it at the boys. Mm-hmm. And then there's kind of a strong wind and the head bobs up on the stick a little bit. And then the head blinks. Mm-hmm. And All three of them move. see the head blink, yes. And it says, help me, help me. So mm-hmm. perhaps the head on the stick has kind of come to life. That's mm-hmm. At mm-hmm. what it appears to be happening. Mm-hmm. And the boys are horrified. Carly Beth is also horrified. She drops the stick and the head rolls off. Mm-hmm. The boys drop their candy and run. Mm-hmm. And in spite of her horror, Carly Beth is feeling a lot of feelings. She's feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. She feels triumphant. Mm-hmm. She feels um, vindicated a little bit. She feels strong. She feels powerful. She's got that um, adrenaline boost. Yeah. Um, from just actually scaring somebody, um, doing something she hasn't done before, I guess. She's feeling uh, real amped. So the book says um, she felt like tossing her head back and howling. She felt like tearing off her coat and flying through the night. She felt like climbing a tree, leaping onto a roof, roaring up at the starless black sky. Hmm. So she's like, she's wilding out. That PCP is real getting into yeah. effect, isn't it? Yeah. She had succeeded in terrifying those boys. The revenge feels great. She realizes for a moment that when the head appeared to talk, that she had been scared too. She's like, wow, I'm so scared that I scared myself for a second. Mm -hmm. So she feels good though. She's not worried about the head. It rolled under a bush and she doesn't even know where it is. She kind of lost the Carly Beth head that she was using as a prop. Yeah. She takes off running through yards. Again, we've got some imagery here, George. Mm -hmm some imagery language, which I will read to you right now. Tell me about it. She's running through the yards. Uh, it says, she was running blindly, the houses whirring past on both sides. The blustery wind swirled, and she swirled with it, rising over the sidewalks, rushing through tall weeds, blowing with the wind like a helpless leaf. Wow. 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 Excellent. She, she runs until Excellent. she's out of breath, and she can't run anymore. And when she stops, she feels a hand grab her shoulder. Again, we've got the hand on the shoulder. Hand broke. on the shoulder grabs her shoulder tightly, I believe. Yep. So she's running, 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 and then somebody grabs her. Mm-hmm. It's Sabrina. Of course it is. She's like, where have you been, Carly Beth? It's been hours. She checks Sabrina's candy bag, and she's like, wow, that's a lot of candy. You've mm-hmm. done well. They decide they've done enough for the night and head back to Sabrina's. Carly mm-hmm. Beth is very satisfied with herself for all the scaring that she's done. And the candy she stole. That's right. Because she, she stole um, her buddy's candies, too. She did. She got a lot of candy. She tells Sabrina that she saw Chuck and Steve, but they ran off scared. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On the way back, Sabrina says she's gonna have she's gonna have to share her uh, candy with her cousin who's sick. Carly Beth says she's not gonna share with Noah. She's not gonna share with anybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are annoyed that Mrs. Connolly gave cookies and popcorn because their parents will let them eat anything that isn't wrapped because it might be poisoned. So that's a little, little side note. Makes sense. Yes, George, how do you feel about this? That's fine. I mean, basically, they say uh, don't unwrap stuff. If you see someone shaving with an apple before they give it to you, don't eat it. Um, Someone shaving with an apple? Yeah, that was a joke in my um, high school. They okay. said, you know, basically, like, how would someone shave with an apple? There'd have to be a razor in it. So, That's true. I get uh, it. Yes. But it was not a very good joke when they say it in high school. <laughs> it's not a very good joke now. But yeah, apples, bad. I mean, it. Yeah, you got to think about it for a little bit. But yeah. Oh, fresh fruit and stuff like that. Things that look like they've been opened. I don't remember anybody ever giving me fruit ever as a trick or treater. What's the worst thing you've gotten as a trick or treater? I don't know, like, maybe, like, I think somebody gave out, like, pennies or something. That's pretty terrible. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. 
like coins and stuff like that. But I don't think I ever got fruit. Um, there was definitely, I think my parents did try to like look over our candy a little bit before we ate it. Only a little bit? Uh, they didn't inspect it with a magnifying glass or anything, but they lo- they took a look. You didn't have to do the whole floor dump thing and just have to separate things out? We did that anyway, just for fun, to like really take uh, inventory of what we had. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so look, look through Check everything. your stock? Yeah. All right, all right. Um, But I think that the that's kind of an urban legend, like the poison candy. I think that there are few, if any, actual incidents of that happening. Mm. It's just, I think it's mostly an urban legend, but... Well, part... Um, it doesn't hurt to be safe. Look over I mean, your kid's candy, but... I mean, I think, uh, I mean, we could check Snoops for like if Snopes, if people were putting Snoops. like Snoops or Snopes, whatever it is, if people were putting like stuff in apples and stuff like that. And yeah. Like, I mean, just malicious. Sure. I mean, because there are bad people in this world. Bad people. But again, you do want to make sure your candy wrappers are closed because, you know, you're going to strangers' houses and some people, you don't know how they keep their house. So This is true. And also, you could get some people who just have like some really old candy that's been sitting around for yeah, years, and they're yeah. just like, pulling it out of the closet, and they're like, ah, oh, I'll just, we'll just give this out. And exactly. it's like, not good anymore. Exactly, so exactly. So want to be aware of that. So you still need to be careful. Check your candy. Yep. I mean, the only thing with no expiration date that I think is fine, almost always, uh, what, do, what would you think I'm about to say? I don't know. Something as, that doesn't exp- it's candy that does not expire? Candy that as long as it is in its wrapper, you could find it in a car seat. And you'd probably be okay. Not chocolate. Not chocolate. Can't be. Can't be chocolate. All right. It could be. I'm thinking it's like some kind of, not something chewy because mm. chewy chewy candies can like lose their texture. Mm. Can get kind of weird. So I'm writing off Skittles and Starbursts. I even though that could be something you're thinking. I'm thinking like a hard fruit flavored candy is mm. is good to go. For me, Starburst. Okay. I think because yeah. Starburst they can get melty though, George. You're talking about finding it in your car. Well, I mean, a very hot car that could not a very hot car, but I mean, sort of like Starburst. I think if the wrapper is secure on a Starburst, yeah, Starbursts are almost like the those aren't even sealed necessarily though. They're just like wrapped up. They're wrapped up tightly, so you can usually tell if a Starburst has been previously opened. Exactly. But I'm not sure that I agree with your assessment here. I, I mean, I do think what which which candy do you think is the most robust oh candy God. that you could find in your dresser a year later? And still say, ah, and then pop it in your mouth. Other than gum. Other than gum. <laughs> I don't know, man. I would even trust a Skittle over a Starburst, I think. You would trust a Skittle over a Starburst? I would trust a Skittle over a Starburst. I, mean, I, I guess mean, I know that if it's... controversial. I almost said Smarties, but those are actually not sealed either. They're just kind of twisted up with silicone yeah, at the ends. The thing about Smarties is it just looks like it's an invitation for ants to walk right into that. An invitation for ants. But, um, yeah, Starburst, I guess, if they're in their package and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, Starburst, I mean, that's sort of a well-packaged thing. That's, yeah. you know. As long as you can't do chocolate after a long period of time. No. Learn no. that the hard way, George. Oh, no. Don't do it. Yeah, it can, get, it can go bad. Yeah. But yeah. mostly, like, fruit-flavored candies, you're, yeah. you're pretty safe. Yeah, so... I mean, skills and Starburst, I guess. I mean, Starburst, is, to me, is like, you know, nuclear fallout. Fair enough. You know, yeah. And there's some Starburst next to the Twinkies. It's like, yep. all right, you'll be all right. You got Still your good. fruits. Yep. You got your fruits. fruits. <laughs> <laughs> you got your sugar group. You got your sugar group. And you're Fantastic. all set. All so right, the girls, back to the story. The girls are back at Sabrina's house. They're looking through their candy. Sabrina takes the mask off. Her, she takes off her Catwoman mask. Mm-hmm. Sabrina says that she forgot she was even wearing a mask. And when she goes mm-hmm. to take it off, it's stuck. It won't come off. Mm-hmm. Carly Beth tries pulling it off in different ways, but but nothing. It's not coming off. She says, help me. The mask will not come off. So Carly Beth can't take off her mask. Can't Sabrina's mask, you know, she got off. I think it was like irritating her face a little bit, yeah. though. So. Yeah. 
So Sabrina yeah. tries to help Carly Beth with the mask, but it's really stuck. Carly Beth says it hurts when they pull hard on it. Mm-hmm. Sabrina comments on how warm the mask feels and that it mm-hmm. feels like skin. Mm-hmm. So again, kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Carly mm-hmm. Beth says maybe they should try cutting the mask off. Sabrina says, okay, but first let me try to reach up through the neck and stretch it out a little bit. But then Sabrina stops and stares and looks very alarmed. And mm-hmm. it's because she can't find the edge of the mask mm-hmm. on Carly Beth's neck. Mm-hmm. The mask is fused to her skin. The mask has basically become Carly Beth's face. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So basically, so you, like the whole scene, you know, just kind of reaching down the shirt, trying to find the edge of the mask. Yep. Uh, it's a problem. You know, like it's... Oh, it's problematic. It's problematic. Yep. What happens next, Justin? Carly Beth goes to the mirror and says, wait, she looks in the mirror. She says, those aren't my eyes. She starts to panic. Those aren't my a eyes. Of a meltdown. Those aren't my eyes. She's screaming. She runs to the door. She runs out of the house with Sabrina calling after her. Mm-hmm. So Carly Beth runs through town until she comes across a group of kids who scream when they see her. Carly Beth growls at them and shows her fangs. Then she runs off again. Well, they're like, where are you supposed to be? She's like, I'm supposed to be me. I'm yeah. supposed to be me. Yeah. She's having so, an identity crisis. Because she definitely is having her a full-on face breakdown. Changed. She misses yeah. her face. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she runs past the party store where she got the mask mm-hmm. and tries to talk to the shopkeeper who had sold her the mask. But the store, of course, is closed. It mm-hmm. closed hours ago. Yeah. She pounds on the door in frustration. And she's thinking about how stupid it was for her to wear the mask just to try to scare people. She's still standing in front of the store when she hears footsteps inside mm-hmm. and someone approaches the door. It's the shopkeeper. He sees Carly Beth and says, I stay late. I expected to see you again. Mm-hmm. Carly, says, come inside. Yeah, Carly Beth says that she can't get the mask off, and the shopkeeper says, I know. Come mm-hmm. inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Inside the store, the shopkeeper says, I really didn't want to sell you that mask. Remember? Do you remember you how me, I tried to stop you from taking it? Then you gave me 30 bucks. I was like, uh, 30 bucks 30 is 30 bucks. bucks. <laughs> 30 bucks in 1993. Yep. You could buy a Tiger Electronic video game. Hand That's probably out. what he did with it. Yeah. And they used the rest of it to buy a sandwich or something like yep. that. But Two shop- sandwiches. <laughs> shopkeeper's like, I warned you, didn't I? And Carly Beth is like, yeah, I remember, but just help me take it off, please. Yeah. And the shopkeeper says, sorry, I can't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Carly Beth is like, what? She's really upset, and she wants to know why the mask won't come off. Shopkeeper says, it's not a mask. It's a real face. Mm-hmm. He gestures towards the shelf of masks in the back room. And calls them the unloved. He says, I create real faces in my laboratory. Mm-hmm. Let's pause for a moment, George. Ooh, there's a lot happening here. So yes. uh, evidently, this shopkeeper who runs a party store yes. is also uh, perhaps a scientist of some kind who yes. runs a laboratory and creates real faces. Or created past tense. Sure. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, to create a real That's face. That's a lot. Is the party store like a side hustle for a scientist? I or think, vice versa? I think when he stopped what? working at the factory that made the camera and say cheese and die, yeah. you know, he had to get another job. And he went to the party store and he took his unloved masks with him. Okay. So he probably opened up a party store because he's probably cool with masks and stuff like yeah. that. And sort of like, they won't really find yeah. me here. He's like, I've made all these faces, these real faces, and I mm-hmm. need a place to put them. I'll open a party store. I can have a back room. I can put all these faces of people mm-hmm. just think that they're masks, I guess. I, I guess. Carly Beth asks why the masks are so ugly, and he says that they weren't always ugly. They, they didn't start this they way. They were once beautiful and alive. Once beautiful. Yeah, but, something, ha- but something happened to them um, when they were taken out of his laboratory, and mm-hmm. they changed. But he felt like he had to keep them alive in his store. So he didn't know what to do with these faces once that he had created mm-hmm. once they'd kind of turned. Um, not a lot um, of detail here. A little bit of a weird situation, but he's got these uh, masks. 
So he said he need to have these um, these masks. You need to keep them, right? Call them the unloved. That's right. So, I mean, it's a kind of a big leap on this one to say I went from making real faces, then when I took them in my yeah. lab, they turned ugly. Yeah. And then I don't even know where to start there. You yeah. Know? I mean, okay, let's say they were real faces, right? Okay. Trying to replace people's faces, face transplants, burn, burn victims. They need Perhaps. they need help, right? Sure. Okay. Okay. Let's say you took them out of the lab, they start to degrade and stuff like that. All right. How do you explain the one with the nail driven yeah, through it? I, I cannot explain that. It's 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 a little bit weird. We don't get a ton of exposition here. Mm-hmm. We don't get a lot of explanation for where these masks came from or how they came to be what they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he's got a room full of scary faces. Yeah. I think, uh, not to go too far ahead, uh, but in the sequel, I think they might give a little bit more explanation. Okay. Good. Yep. Nice. Look so. forward to that. Good. But anyway, um, go ahead. But yeah, this um, shopkeeper guy keeps these masks in the back room, and occasionally, like somebody, occasionally somebody like Carly Beth wanders in, and a mask gets a home. Basically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a little bit weird. Carly Beth is devastated to hear this, and she's screaming at the guy to take the mask off of her. He yeah. says there's only one way the mask can be removed. He says he can't do it for her, but he can tell her how. Mm-hmm. He also warns her that if the mask ever attaches itself to her again, or another person puts it on, it will mm-hmm. be permanent. Mm-hmm. So once you get this mask off, do not put it back on. Yeah. But I'll tell you how to get it off. The shopkeeper says that the mask can only be removed once by a symbol of love. Mm-hmm. Carly Beth is like, what are you talking about? Help me. The shopkeeper says, I can say no more. Carly Beth is screaming at him to help her. And mm-hmm. then the shopkeeper has kind of a frightened look on his face. And he's looking at the wall of masks. Mm-hmm. And they've all come alive and are blinking and their mouths are opening. And the shopkeeper screams the tongues at Carly are waggling Beth and stuff run. like that. Yep. That's right. Run, Carly Beth. Run before it's too late. Yeah. Go go off and you can remove the mask with a symbol of love. Mm-hmm. And all of the masks in the room have now come to life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Carly Beth is standing there staring and then the masks start floating off the wall. So mm-hmm. she runs. She's running down the street and realizes the masks are flying after her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she's running and running. She thinks about what happened. She thinks about what the shopkeeper had said about the symbol of love. And mm-hmm. she thinks about the Carly Beth head sculpture. Her mom had, had said that she sculpted it because she loves Carly Beth. Yes. She's yes. like, that's the symbol of love that I'll use to remove the mask. Perfect. I've got to go find that Carly Beth head. Makes sense to me. She runs all the way back to where she had dropped the head earlier in the evening. She gets to the hedge where she dropped it, and the floating masks are getting very close. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Carly Beth is looking for that Carly Beth head. She can't find it. It's gone. Mm. The masks are floating. They're closing in on her. She can't find the head. Mm-hmm. But it's not gone. It's it's there, actually. It's just a few feet away. <laughs> the, the, the wind must have blown it over there. So oh, cha- it's gone. Cha- yeah. But it's not gone. Yeah. A chapter- Arl Stein, you are yeah. a lazy writer. Yep. Chapter ends with it being like, I can't find it. It's gone. Next chapter starts with, oh, here it is. Uh, yeah. It's it, right to the left. It rolled a few feet away. I so wish she- I turned my head slightly to the right. Exactly. So she grabs the head. She holds it up to the floating mask and says, here, this is a symbol of love. But the masks just laugh and keep coming towards her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So with that, she holds the head up, holds it above herself, and then she slams it down on top of her head, which yep. that's a bold move. Yeah. She pulls it over her own masked face. Yeah. yeah. Surprised that her head fits in it. She says fit rather well, actually. A bold move. It fits well. It's got no eye holes, so she yeah. can't see out. Yeah. But she's just kind of waiting to see what happens, waiting to see what the floating masks will do to her. So nothing happens for a moment. And then Carly Beth pulls off the sculpted head, mm-hmm. and the floating masks are gone. Mm-hmm. She feels something 
flapping against her neck, mm-hmm. and it's the edge of the mask. She pulls on the mask, and it comes off easily. So by putting on this Carly Beth head sculpture, mm-hmm. which is made out of like kind of like a paper mache, by the way. Yeah. So I guess it, presumably it's hollow. She yeah. pulled it over her head, and in doing that, the floating masks that had surrounded her have disappeared or gone off, mm-hmm. and it's also kind of broken the spell of the haunted mask that was on her face, and now yeah. she's able to pull it off easily. Yeah. She's very relieved. Uh, it's super late, so she starts to go home. She remembers how the shopkeeper had said that the mask can only be removed once, and she's thinking about how she'll never put it on again. Mm-hmm. She reaches up and touches her own face, but she's not completely sure if it's back to normal, so mm-hmm. she wants to go home and look into a mirror to see mm-hmm. if her face is as it was. So she gets to her front door of her house. She rings the bell, and her brother Noah answers, mm-hmm. looks at her and says, take the mask off, you're so ugly. Take the mask off, you're so ugly. So this was a classic... Uh 90s burn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, take that mask off. You're so ugly. Classic 90s burn. Yeah. Yeah. We should bring that one back. It's great. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Carly Beth screams and runs to the mirror, and her Mm -hmm. face is back to normal. Yeah. Noah's laughing. He says it was a joke. Mm -hmm. So Carly Beth's mom asks her where she's been, and Carly Beth says, it's a very long story. They sit down in the kitchen to have cider, and Mm -hmm. Carly Beth is going to tell her the story. When Noah runs into the room wearing the mask and says in a deep, scary voice, how do I look? How do I look in your mask? So Noah Hmm. put on the mask. He's screwed. He's never going to get that (laughs) off. Once you remove the mask with a symbol of love, the next person who puts that mask on is permanent. So Noah's going to have that mask on forever. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. That's our story, George. So. Yeah. I have some thoughts. Please tell me. Particularly about the symbol of love. Share those thoughts. Carly Beth happened to have... um, the the paper mache head their mom made, mm-hmm. but if she didn't, she could she just go home and like rub a Valentine's Day card from her mom on her face or something like that or something I like that. I don't know. You know, very possible. They did not specify about the symbol of love mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when she was confronted by the floating mask. When she held up the symbol of love, it didn't really do anything. She had to put it on her head. Mm. So who knows what you have to do with a particular symbol of love? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I don't know what a Valentine's Day card would have done, but maybe it would have worked. Yes. Or maybe like your mom bakes you some cookies, rub it on your face yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But um, possibly other, she might have had other options. We don't really know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. the paper mache mask head worked perfectly. So you can get the job done. Yeah. But other, Justin. Other thoughts? What was your t- thoughts? Um, overall, it was pretty good. Um the story in my mind is kind of about Carly Beth's unchained id. She's kind of, um, mm. you know, she's a 11 year old girl. She's got a bunch of people in school giving her a hard time. Explain id for those who uh, might not know. Um, how do you explain id, George? I don't know. So there's id, ego, and super ego, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I think uh, ego, id is just basically your base urges, yes. right? Yep. Ego, I think, is what um, sort of you feel. You need how you need to control them, hmm. and super ego is how you feel society wants you to act. I believe. Okay, got it. So basically, yeah. you know, you could do things that are ego synthetic, meaning things that you like, or ego dystonic, meaning you're doing stuff but you don't like it. Fantastic. So yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of what you know made me think of is Carly Beth is kind of just um, following her urges to kind of lash out at people. It's like a little bit of anger. She's going a little bit wild. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what the mask represented to me a little bit. It's just her ability to kind of explore these feelings of 
anger and resentment and the need for revenge. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking about that. And like, you know, she's at a time when maybe she's feeling like she needs to rebel a little bit. Not really clear what she's rebelling against exactly. But she's got some uh, issues with people at school and just wanted to kind of flesh out. And the mask gives her the ability to do that. I mean, it's definitely a situation where being in this mask allows her to act in a way that she normally wouldn't act. Again, almost um, almost talking about how an- anonymity allows people to be hurtful towards one another. Yeah. Um, and But after being that way for a certain amount of time, it becomes the person who you are, the person who you become. Yeah. You know, you need to get away from that. Yeah, if a modern version of the story might have had Carly Beth just creating like a fake online identity and terrorizing people anonymously yeah. through, you know, yeah. social media. I think that movie would be, is called Unfriended. Have you seen that? I've not. Have you? Oh, it's fantastic. Really? You have to see it. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, I don't want to give too much away because you need to see it, George. But okay. it's um really interesting the way it's put together, and it's um these people are being terrorized over social media basically and they don't know why or how or who mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you figure out by the end i think it was a situation where they had a friend who basically got drunk and pooped herself at a party or something like that and um you're nodding your head yes and basically someone popped it up on social media and she ended up uh killing herself or something like that more or less this more is less. basically the story yes all right <laughs> so um yeah i'll have to watch it at some point yeah. is it on netflix or hulu uh not that i know of i, wa- I saw it a couple years ago but mm-hmm. it was uh it's good it's just it's pretty creative the way that it's made okay um cuz it's all like basically the whole video is just somebody's like, computer screen the whole oh, time. Oh, okay. So it's um, it takes place entirely basically on a laptop mm-hmm. and you see them like typing text messages to people and you see like little webcam chats, messages mm-hmm, coming mm-hmm. up and it's like emails and dialogue coming through a computer. So that's how the whole story is told and it's pretty good. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, with all of this also, I mean, it's a situation where uh, the mask itself, you know, there's some questions on like it, what it can do, its powers, stuff like that. I know in some of the reprints of the book, they actually gave out a uh, copy of the mask that you could cut out and put on your face. Nice. Uh, which, terrifying. Yeah. But um, with everything, uh, the story moved. You know, the characters behaved in a reasonable way for for who they were. Carly Beth was obviously under the influence of mask. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. mask being PCP. Yeah. The um, mask really kind of took over. Um, there was, so the concept of an object taking over and kind of speaking for you was explored a little bit in Night of the Living Dummy. It reminded me of a little bit of that Mm -hmm. because you have an object which actually kind of comes to life and takes over. So it's like losing control a little bit by wearing the mask. That was a theme. And then also like the concept of getting stuck in -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. Like she was stuck inside the mask. The kids got stuck inside the mirror and let's get invisible. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's like a little bit, um... We've seen a couple of these themes before, so interesting to see them popping back up in a new story. This also reminded me of a um, Twilight Zone episode. Very much so. Did you ever watch this one? I have seen that one. It's called The Mask. Basically, this elderly guy is dying. I think he was rich, and he said to his children, hey, you know, you have to come to my funeral or whatever, but you each have to wear these masks that sort of, you know, reflect something about your personality. He was like on his deathbed. He's like... A dying man, he's going to die that night. Somehow he knows he's going to die that night. Mm-hmm, this is my mm-hmm. time to die. So I want everybody to be present. Like his, his children and his grandchildren have to be present mm-hmm. uh, for his death, and they have to wear masks yeah. while they're there. 
Yeah, or they'd be cut off from the inheritance. Mm-hmm. And the masks kind of uh, represent some aspect about these greedy children. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to do the honors of talking about how this ends? Uh, sure. So the the different masks are like somebody's like one of the family members is like very vain. So mm-hmm. that they have like an, this like ugly mask that represents their vanity, or like kind of the opposite of their vanity. Mm-hmm. One of the family members is like really like dumb and, and mean. Mm-hmm. So like they have this like kind of cruel face mask. And then one of them is very greedy. So it has, a, again, like kind of an angry face. And then the other one is like kind of cowardly, I guess, and has kind of a scared face. But mm-hmm. they all have like these kind of grotesque masks that they have to wear um, all night. Mm-hmm. And so they're wearing them all night. They're getting anxious about it. They don't like wearing the mask, but the guy's like, you have to keep them on all night. Otherwise, you will not get any of your inheritance. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, the guy dies. Mm-hmm. And then his children and his grandchildren are able to take off the mask. And when they take off the mask, what is underneath is the mask itself. So basically, yes. they take off the external mask, but what their face has changed to underneath looks exactly like the mask they've been wearing. Yes, yes. So they'll have to wear. They'll have their faces have been permanently changed, basically by the masks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but yeah. Again, this, this is a good episode. Yeah, I don't want to watch this again. Yeah. I definitely would like to watch some of these Twilight Zone things again. Yeah. But again, Arl Stein uh, definitely saw this. Yeah. I guarantee you that he's seen. Yeah. That. Yep. He's yeah. seen them all. Yeah, he's seen Got them all, down. and then he wrote his books. Um, some odds and ends, George. Odds and ends. On to the odds and ends. So let's see. What do we normally do? We ha- looked at the covers, right? We certainly did. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We have some differences. Some differences, Justin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The 1995 reprint included a cardboard cutout mask based on the cover of the inside of the book. That's right. Which I'm never a fan of books actually having something in them that you need to cut out. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that damages the book. That's true. You know? Even yeah. if it's supposed to come out. I I also don't really understand how it included that because obviously the book is not that big. So how do you fit a mask in like a paperback book? Was it a really big book? Maybe it was, was a it fold, fold out. out. Maybe maybe this mask is just sideways in the book. Yeah, I'm not really sure. But, but yeah, it's not not great. Maybe the front cover came off. It's just pretty awful. Um the classic Goosebumps reprint as a tie-in with the Force Goosebump Horland book. So basically yeah. they just uh did that. Um looking at this, some differences. In the European English version, the mask isn't removed by a symbol of love, but by a magic potion. I don't know what I think about that. I think that kind of ruins the story, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not that the story holds stuff Honestly, together. The symbol of love thing didn't really do a lot for me. Mm. I I liked the book a lot, but I felt like the conclusion was not totally satisfying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was a fun story for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, the way that it wrapped up with like the symbol of love and like what is a symbol of love and the way that she already had the symbol of love mm-hmm. altogether not super satisfying. So whether it's a symbol of love or a magical potion, whatever. I guess. Either way, I guess. I mean, but if you have a if you have magic potion, it should be easier to just end the book like early. Yeah, and it seemed like so. I don't. Know, I'm trying to like piece together everything in the story, and like she had all those masks, and they were unloved. Yeah, were they unloved because they were ugly? Are we supposed to like take some sort of lesson about like inner beauty versus external external beauty? beauty? Because that that didn't come into the story at all. Yeah, and like Carly Beth was able to use a symbol of love that she had 
receive before she ever had the mask. It mm-hmm. wasn't like mm-hmm. she had to find love with the mask, the mask on her face. On, which would have been a better lesson. That would have made more sense. I kind of thought that's where they were going. So that's this is why I was a little bit unsatisfied by the way they wrapped it up. But yeah, but yeah. yeah. So let's see. In Portugal, this is the ninth book in the original Goosebumps series. Um, as we said earlier, this is the first Goosebumps TV show. Yep. Um, uh, the Haunted Mask as a two-part Goosebumps uh, TV series, the first part and second part in the first season. So they probably did a lot of work with this one because this one's probably very easy to film. Mm-hmm. You got some nighttime, you got fancy mask, and uh, you go from there. Let's look at some of the trivia, Justin. Trivia. All right, so I'm going to read the trivia now. According to Arl Stein, he was inspired for the Haunted Mask after his son, Matthew Stein, had trouble taking off a mask he wore for Halloween. Yeah, that works. Uh, I I guess so. And then it's but, pretty good. It's a it's a good it's good um, content for a story to be like, oh, it's a mask you put on, you can't take it off. Like that's that, great. I, I mean, like that it. is something that's actually frightening. Have you ever put in a contact lens and then not been able to get <laughs> I off? I certainly have. Yes. Have you ever had contact lens break in your eye and no. then? I've never worn like glass contact lenses. No, not glass, but still. But plastic ones don't break. Yeah, I've had it happen. Really? I've had one wow. where it actually. It just kind of got like dis- disconnected, huh. and so there was a little bit of contact lens in my eye. And wow. when that's happening, and you can't get out yourself, it's really hard to stay calm that and not freak out. For sure, it is stressful. And I was in a rush to get somewhere too. Anyway, hmm. so Arl Stein said that the Haunted Mask is his favorite book in the Goosebumps franchise, and that the uh, the book he's most proud of. Interesting. That's probably why he made it the first um, story. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe he said that after. They already made the first story and just to sort of hype it up. Huh. The girl on the cover uh, is Jacobs, is Tim Jacobson, the artist's niece, yep. uh, who we had pose uh, on the cover when he was designing it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Well, this is one of the few books in the original series that Tim Jacobson did not sign the artwork. Okay. I not noticed that in the other ones. Yeah, we, um, yeah, it's one of the few books, not the only one, but we've uh, gone, th- we've had that trivia bit before from a different book that he didn't sign the cover so tim jacobus he drew it but he didn't sign it let's see references and other goosebumps media original artwork uh can original artwork of the book can be seen on skateboard in the goosebumps season one episode uh werewolf of fever swamp that's interesting uh haunted mask appears in goosebumps the game as an item the player can wear have you ever played the goosebumps game never just hearing about it sounds horrible, and I almost feel emotion sickness from the what I'm sure are probably going to be bad camera controls. Mm. If any of you guys have played the game, please comment in the in the below. Let us know if it was good or bad. All right, Carly Beth wearing the haunted mask appears in the background. Uh, monster in the Goosebumps film. Okay, All right, nice. The uh, title is seen on the book cover to the first uh, issue of. Monsters at Midnight. Okay. So I think that's pretty much it. Good. That's pretty much it. So overall, enjoyable book. um, Arlstein's favorite. I just wish you'd wrapped it up a little bit differently. Yeah. I was so, I was right there. How'd you wrap it up? I really liked it. Oh, I don't know, man. I got to think about that. I don't Hmm. know. I don't know. Gotta give some thought. I think, um, I don't want to give too much away, but they tell more about the masks in the other books. Um, and I think maybe even in the show. So we'll probably get a chance to watch the show after the podcast is over. Um, and then we can talk about that a little bit next week as we get started. 
But perfect. Any last thoughts? I don't think so, man. It was a good one. So good book. With that, this is the Be Careful What You Cast For podcast with uh, George and Justin. Um, make sure to like and subscribe. You can yep. watch us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, or anywhere fine podcasts are sold. We're um, literally everywhere. We are all over the place. We're, we're uh, invading YouTube, so make sure to like, subscribe, and ring that little bell so that you can get first notifications of whenever our podcasts show. Yeah. Also, watch our sister podcast, or what do we call it, brother podcast? Our sibling podcast, uh, was that, Game Break Tech 1-2. That's right. Where we review video games and video game content. That's right. Where we will be streaming various different uh, things soon. Yeah, we do a little streaming from time to time. Yes. Find so on the Twitch. You can find us on the Twitch as well. So, again, be careful. this is the Be Careful What You Cast For Network. Also on uh, Facebook, what is the... Uh, what is the moniker on Facebook? B. Yeah. C. Yeah. W. Yeah. U. Yeah. C. Four. One more time, nice and fast. B. C. W. U. C. Four. Yes. Be careful what B- you cast for. B. C. W. U. C. Four. Be careful what you cast for on Facebook as well. Like, subscribe, comments. Tremendous. Yes. We did another one. So. One for the ages. So I hope you guys enjoy, and we'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Peace.